Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about Barca's victory last night over Cadiz, and we'll break down Ferran Torres' performance. Before we dive into today's show, a quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com Barsa now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. Last night, Barcelona beat Cadiz 2-0 at the Camp Nou. And it was another workmanlike performance. Barcelona had another shutout with their defense, but obviously Cadiz had some key opportunities, especially in the second half, when then Cadiz's goal was disallowed from interference on Ter Stegen, which, you know, depending if you're a Cadiz fan, you probably call BS on that call. And if you're a Barca fan, you call the foul. It can go either way. It wasn't very clear. But again, Barca continue to win in La Liga. They continue to push their lead. And this is crucial because Madrid won on Saturday as they head to Liverpool to play their champions leg. So this is definitely the nitty-gritty of the schedule where Barcelona have to continue their consistency in La Liga. Now, last night, I thought for sure maybe that the stadium was not going to be as full especially with some of the malaise that happened from Thursday night, the letdown of the 2-2 draw with Manchester United. But the people were in Chufada last night. I had actually a friend of mine visiting from the U.S., and she was telling me that it was a great experience and that her husband did not want to go early. So that was a good sign. Uh, the you know It was interesting to see what Chavi was going to roll out last night. We knew it was going to be heavy rotation. And I think one of the 
you know, players that comes to mind when I was looking at the rotation was Ansu Fati. And I thought Ansu Fati played decent. And again, you know, I think you can see the weight of the world on him right now when he is playing. He's just not playing with that carefree confidence that he was before. And again, we have to remember that scoring goals is difficult, you know, at this at this level. And, you know, we can say that Ansu Fati was, you know, you know, talented and being in the right position and converting well, you know, when he was playing consistently. But as of late, he is finding playing time difficult. Chavi is going with other players right now that are being more consistent for him. And you could see the frustration when Ansu got subbed out last night. I wish he would have finished the 90. I think that would have been okay. He did put a good performance, but again, he he had a couple opportunities and he was just unlucky on one where the cross, he just couldn't lunge right there to finish the goal. And on another one, he had a turn and it just went wide to the goal. And you can see him really pushing. Now, I hope he finds some more playing time because again, he's still so young. We have to, I always forget that, you know, and I can't imagine more people don't remember that. You know, he came in with a bang. He's had two serious injuries. He just needs some more playing time. I really hope Barcelona continue to keep him. I think he is a upper tier talent. You can see it. And I just think he needs to he just needs that confidence and that playing time. Now I'm hoping Xavi will give it to him eventually. But again, this is competition at its highest level, you know. It's whoever's playing the best is usually going to get that playing time. And as we talk about players who are world class, the reason the world class is because they're consistently performing at top levels, right? When you look at the match last night, I was curious to see who was going to be on the defense. Obviously, we saw Christensen, Eric Garcia. And, you know, with this Busquets injury, with some of the players that we have rotating, I was hoping to see Eric Garcia in the midfield a little bit. I think he could thrive there alongside with Frankie de Jong because Eric Garcia still makes me nervous as the last defender on the back line but he had a decent performance and again balde had a nice performance arahu was sitting out and kunde of course had a nice performance it's amazing when you go back to your natural position how much stronger you look because last night kunde was you know seamless i mean he didn't make any major errors like he did against manchester united i mean there was a couple balls as we talked about in the last podcast that kunde looked a little lacking in the confidence there, playing up the middle. And I think last night showed, again, that Xavi should not tinker with his back line too much. Christensen, again, another great performance. Christensen has been a discovery for me this season. I didn't think he was going to be so valuable and so impressive on the back line. Now let's go to the midfield. The midfield last night, you know, with Sergio Roberto and... Frankie de Jong, I think Frankie de Jong looked a little, you know, guarded. You know, I think, you know, with Xavi taking him out in the second half to rest and get some of that rest for Manchester United, I think was key. And again, Gavi was all over the place, especially with Pedri being injured and Kessie getting some playing time last night as well. Again, this is going to be the time where Xavi can really tinker with his midfield because because of injury and also just to find another unique combination. It's going to be interesting to see how we hold up at Old Trafford on Thursday. I really hope we do not get embarrassed because I think that would be the last thing we need right now. 
even though we are La Liga leaders right now, I think that could really hurt this team confidence-wise. I mean, you know, if we go in and we put that effort and we lose by one goal, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with being shelled 4 nothing or 5 nothing or something like this at the Old Trafford. I just, that would be devastating for me. And further, some of my questions about Xavi in these European nights, because you can downplay that it's Europa League all you want, but we know right now that Xavi has a losing record in champions and Europe. So it's going to be a tough week because Thursday night is looming. I really hope we don't get shelled. I just hope we have a really good effort. It's going to be really difficult, especially with this lineup that we have and the players that we have available. Now, we have to talk about Ferran Torres. You know my feeling about Ferran Torres. Everyone is giving him the praise this morning for his performance last night, as they rightly should. He did have an outstanding performance. Remember, Ferran came on a 55 million move from Manchester City. And to say that he has not performed to that billing is an understatement. Obviously, the highlight so far was his classical performance last season. But from that, he was not able to string consistency and performances together. Again, at what point do you disregard his work rate and his defensive effort? Because as a winger, you ultimately judge on the goals and assists that you produce. Now, last night you saw a bit of that talent that Pep saw you know, at Manchester City to, to have him. And also what we wanted to see was the dribbling ability that he had on that right wing. I think last night Ferran kind of played loose, had nothing to lose. And you can kind of see that with the chances he was taking. Now, on the first goal, he had obviously the nice in-and-out move, going to the end line and crossing it to Lewandowski. Lewandowski headed it. It got saved, and then Sergio Roberto was there for the rebound. But there was a moment of pure brilliance there on the dribbling. But again, do you think that Ferran Torres is a better winger than Rafinha right now? I don't. I have maybe 10 or 15% more confidence in Rafinha starting than Ferran Torres on the right. And I definitely do not want to see Ferran Torres on the left. I don't think that is his position. I don't think he is as dangerous on that side. I think I would rather have Ansu Fati on that side right now. And I really hope for the lineup on Thursday night that it is Ansu Fati, Lewandowski, and Rafinha, because I think that will put more pressure on Manchester United to have that width all across the board. But we will see how Chabi lines up. You know, Ferran Torres had some great dribbles. He had a really good shift last night, you can see. But again, to me, I just need to see consistency. This is one match in the last, you know, since the World Cup. And even in the World Cup, he did nothing. And so that is my biggest complaint. And in the pecking order, when Dembele comes back, that just pushes everyone down even further because Chabi has Dembele as the number one winger. Now, Ferran needs to just get nasty sometimes. I feel, you know, I don't know him personally, obviously, but just from the outside of just watching him, I just don't think he's nasty enough and has that grit that he really wants to score. I think he's a bit passive, and I think he's a nice player to have on the bench, but for the price that we're paying him, I just demand more. Again, as we talk about, last night he had a great performance, but that was one out of 20 so far, or one out of 15. I can't remember the last true Ferran Torres performance. 
Now he needs to build on this. And I know it's really difficult, right? Because he's not getting the playing time. And that's where it comes in. This is competition. You have to find some sort of spark. Who knows if Xavi puts out Ferran Torres and Rafinha out there for the Thursday night match. We don't know. Obviously, Xavi praised him for his sacrifice and defensive coverage, as I talked about. That's never been questioned by me. But at what point do you say, okay, that's great. We need more. We need the attacking metrics. Goals, assists, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you can see that, you know, in that goal, you can see the definite relief of Ferran having a real hand in that goal. You can kind of you see the players around him and you can see that it's been weighing on him as well. But this is the good thing about the team right now is that there is competition. Xavi is using players and whoever is producing will play. And that ultimately is what you want on your team. You just don't want these players who are just collecting checks and not putting that that line in. With this victory, Barca are 59 points. They are eight points still clear of Madrid with a nice cushion. They have a big match tomorrow night at Anfield against Liverpool. We'll see if Liverpool have a little revenge on the minds. That should be a pretty entertaining match tomorrow night. The last thing I want to hit is the referee scandal that is rocking here. Obviously, we were joking in our WhatsApp group that I'm in the heart of the beast right now because obviously I'm in Madrid and this is where the most of the news is coming from. But more information is definitely coming out every day. It's not only on the sports show, but it's also on the news show. So you know it's a big deal. And the last thing that came out was the son of the vice president was seen many times escorting the referees before matches into the locker room. Now, again, it's not so much that there is this proof, hard proof that, you know, Barca paid for this leniency or decisions for them. It's just what it looks like from the outside, right? You have 33 payments that have been discovered. You have Bartomeu, you have all the presidents since 2001 that have paid this to this agency for neutrality and refing, quote unquote. Barcelona have not come out to dispute that. Now, Laporta did at the first before the invoices were shown in the papers here, saying that it's not casual or not casual. It's not coincidence. I'm trying to transfer. I'm trying to translate it into English Spanish. It's not. It's not coincidence that this came out at this time. But you know, this has been mounting. And with the investigation, this got discovered. And again, it's just always something happening with board members. And that is the difficulty with having board members who are always looking for power and money and an edge. I'm not saying this wouldn't happen if we had one singular owner, but maybe we would have less of this drama. No president since 2001 has been super clean. Even Rossell went to jail. So, I mean, this it's always something with the board members and the t- and the executive team of FC Barcelona. Now I'm curious to see what is going to be further discovered because as of right now, it's close to 2 million euros, 33 payments since 2001 for this service that Barcelona was paying for with no invoices 
and they could be in a lot of trouble. They might have to pay a huge fine. Obviously, it's outside the it's outside the three-year window where they could be persecuted to be relegated, which is good. But again, it's just all this money and corruption and all the news that Barcelona is making for all the wrong reasons. It is going to be a developing story further. We'll see everything every day. There's something new that comes out, a little bit more information. And again, we, we will have to see how Barcelona respond to this. We'll have our next episode on Wednesday as we scout again Manchester United. I'll have Troy Cadet on the show as we discuss the big Thursday night match in Old Trafford. Have a good start to your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.